Do you like horror? Sci-fi? Superheroes? Comics and adventure? SunsetCrypt.com has you covered. With reviews and articles. Two associated podcasts. Hot damn! Topics on a ton of bullshit and all geekery grounds with Crypt Keepers Curtis Sturrock, Steve Brown, and Jeff Smith. SunsetCrypt.com. Only the reader knows what awaits them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of the Courage Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, the two-time, two-time commentator of the year. The best thing breathing, the greatest thing going. I know you're making your own bread and getting it sliced, but I'm still better. I am your host, Clowny J. I hope everyone is doing great. Hope everyone is staying safe and social fucking distancing. The last thing we need is stupid morons getting together in big groups, thinking that their kid's birthday party is more important than everybody's health and safety. But that's just me shooting on a little incident that I saw while trying to walk around, get my daily exercise. But enough about that. My guest today, maybe you saw it live. That's right. I said live. Empire on their stream on their YouTube channel, they watched they had a little watch along where they sat down together and they watched Empire versus Airstrike from Peterborough Pro Wrestling. Shout out to my boy the Mize who joined me on commentary for that. That is one of that show, that match is one of my favorites, not only because of what happened, because of the match itself, because of who was in the match. Everything leading up to it, what happened after in the real world. But I got to help my friend, Mize, Chris. I had to help make him a commentator for the night. Helped, helped him make a dream come true. That, for me, was cool as hell. Uh, I know it's been a goal of his for quite some time to step into a commentator's booth. So to actually be able to give him that opportunity on such a big show as well. Uh, people may not realize that was Miza's very first time doing commentary in a live environment. We had gotten stoned a bunch of times and did commentary over video games. And when we didn't like the commentary on TV, we'd mute the TV and we'd do commentary together then. Uh, but as far as a professional show, that was his very first time. And we've got, heard nothing but compliments for the performance for not only him but myself as well so i want to thank everyone that has sat down and watched leg drops and lift locks or lift locks and leg drops scott that fucking title gives me a tongue twister every time but empire sat down they watched that and then following that i joined their stream live and we did the podcast you got to see a little bit of unfinished drywall maybe you noticed the baby yoda doll that uh, the wife knitted bottle of jagger uh, a couple of Funkos in my Green Lantern shelf, but I don't have very fancy walls. That's why I do a podcast, not a vlogcast. I realize now I am rambling on. This is probably the longest intro we've done yet. It's uh, two minutes and, well, about three minutes right now, we'll call it. But you're not here to listen to just me. If you missed the live broadcast, you're here to listen to Empire. So, without further ado, I give to you the undeniable Matt Grant. The Messiah of the Face Buster, JT Kirk. My boys, Empire. Alright, well ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the two-time, two-time commentator of the year. 
It is Clowny J. Wait. Wait, wait, gentlemen, wait. how are hold on, hold on. This is your podcast. You do your own intro. Dude, my intro goes before the Batman 66 sound effects. <laughs> how are you guys doing tonight? We are good. How are you? Not bad, not bad at all. Well, thank you very much for joining me, or is it I'm joining you on your channel? We got kind of a, well, Matt, me and you will know this for sure, a co-joint empire going on right now. Hey, I see what There, you're there we go. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. We got the, the YouTube stuff worked out. Yes, we're going to be back in a second. Fiance, trust me. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> all right. So, Clowny. First yes. of all, I want I, I, I want to ask you a question. Shoot, brother. What's your favorite strand of weed? Uh, I don't have a favorite strand, but I prefer an indica over a sativa. Yes, that's that's a good one. It's after dark. We got to start it off right. Exactly. Hell, what do you think I was doing during the watch along? <laughs> <laughs> and between that and finishing off my glass of rum, you know. Speaking of, you guys got a little peek as to what happens behind closed doors with a, a little conversation there for those live viewers, but for those who are yeah. watching it on the archives, you ain't going to get that opportunity because I'm going to edit it out, so suck it. <laughs> nice. nice. Yeah, uh, this is the first time I've used Skype as well, so you know, you guys are uh, first ever video chat, first ever content before Thursday, first ever Skype call. You guys are getting a lot out of me today. Hey, that's that's just the way we like it, and that's the way it should be for what should be still the tag team champions, but we'll let Airstrike have that one. Hey, go back, listen to my interview with Josh. I will flat out, I flat out say right then and there, it was a fluke win. You know, Airstrike are an admittedly great tag team. However, there's only one empire. You got it. That's as, right. As the saying goes, even a broken clock is right twice a day. Exactly. So let's dive into some fun here. Let's get into some podcasting content. Gentlemen, Hamilton born and bred. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> so what end of the cities uh, did you grow up? Every neck of the woods, I always say, has a different feel. Every part of the city feels like a different city That's, in itself. That is true. That is true. That's such a true statement. Uh, we just moved from the mountain. I'm now down by like center mallish area, so it's like I guess okay. kind, kind of the ghetto. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you're down in Milehood. That's where I grew up. And he's not too far from me either, so no. he's he's kind of in that like ghettoish, like closer to the mountain. So it's like kind of getting better than ghetto. <laughs> I, I I don't know how to describe right. it. Oh no, you're doing a good job. It's like real gibberish descriptions, but we'll, we're just gonna go with it. Speaking of, yeah, can we can the, we talk about how beautiful in that background that HBW Tag Team Championship? We should have more belts to join that. Where? Why didn't you bring your internet title? I don't know. I should have. We're on the internet. <laughs> Dropping the balls here. Uh, well, speaking <laughs> of dropping balls, we will get into some some of that probably later. <laughs> It's on the internet. Everything goes. Fair enough. He said nothing's off limits. So growing up, guys, who were the big influences? How did you fall in love with wrestling? And what led to one to go down this fun-ass path? Well, my influences growing up was definitely Undertaker. Um, he 
he has the same like the same year he started was the same year I was born. Uh, I think we share a birthday as well, to be honest. Um, but I don't know what it was. You're such a fat ass. <laughs> I can't help but I have the same birthday as him. As I say that, as in the background, I have this like ridiculous KO shrine. Yeah, it's it's kind of absurd, but yeah. Um, for me, it was definitely Kurt Angle. Um, Kurt Angle. It's kind of weird because like Kurt Angle is like the complete opposite style of like what actual style of wrestling I like. <laughs> um, I'm like a complete animated cinematic not cinematic animated like um storyteller like I, i'm not really all about like the technical wrestling i'm more of a um i, I don't even know the exact word for it but I, I just i just i don't do the wrestling i talk shit that's what i do <laughs> <laughs> and, and you kinda, do it quite well it's kind of odd that like i i liked an actual pro wrestler that was in my personal opinion, I'll, I'll stick to it. That man is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the business. Like, that man literally went from the bottom to the top in less than one year. Blows my mind. And in the Attitude Era, that, that just shows you how good that man was. But, yeah, um, my rant about Kurt Angle is over. <laughs> <laughs> So what led you guys wanting to pursue professional wrestling then? Well, because we are such big fans of it ever since, like, he was essentially born. Uh, we were watching it all the time. And since very young age, we were wrestling around in our house, well, I, I, hanging, I... hanging a styrofoam belt off of a ceiling fan that ended up burning to the light. Yeah, we've done we were some, doing like a ladder match or something like that. We've done like some that. real stupid shit. Like I, I just put out a post the other day, like saying like we did like online gaming leagues and wrestling because we wanted to be bookers. We wanted <laughs> to be, we wanted to be wrestlers so bad that we just, wanted to get as close as possible that, as we could without actually doing the possible thing because we didn't think we possibly could because there was no schools that yeah, were growing up. Like there was nothing around it. Like it was. It I wasn't was, feasibly possible to be a wrestler because... I there's mean, nothing locally and, like, not driving and not really having anybody that you can rely on that drives as well. It's just, it just doesn't happen. So then, uh, once upon a time, we find out that David Savelli, Rip Impact, opened up uh, Hamilton Pro Wrestling Academy. And, man, the rest is just history from there. And Yeah, it showed up first day, actually. Literally the three, the, f- the three of us. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's like <laughs> Mr. Jake Randolph before he like died and fell off the face of the wrestling earth. Yeah. But yeah. And well, you bring up Rip. That is someone I definitely think I need to get on this podcast. Uh, pretty much every guest that I've had has been a Rip Impact student. So uh, you know, I've put it out there on Twitter. I'm putting it out there now in case he's listening or watching. Rip Impact, I do want you on this podcast. Yeah, Rip's like the best dude. Um, he's done so much in terms of like even just teaching us the basics, allowing us to like learn the art of professional wrestling, and then allowing us to um, grow in the business. Like his shows have been fantastic. Always platforms yeah. too. Like they draw a lot more than most independent shows, and that's the truth, man. Whether it's f- friends and family 
whatever the case it is, it's friends and family most cases across the board anyways. Like, I, I truly believe those HBW shows are some of the most fun shows I've had the pleasure of being a part of. For sure. Um, we've had some of the best matches we've had in our careers on those shows. Like, um, we had that kendo stick on the pole say, match, yeah, like, like we, we mentioned were... in the, the watch-along. Yeah. Uh, with Tyler and uh, Tantrum. We had the, the three-way tag where we won the HBW Tag Team Championships. We, uh, we were supposed to have a cage match before yeah, this yeah. happened. Yeah, so, like, honestly, like, HBW has been some of the, the most fun and some of the best experiences, some of the more... Um, uh, like, he, he trusts us. He, he trusts, especially me. Helped to... us in our best seven, because there was some crazy stuff that you wanted to do. And he was like, if, if you want to. I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, like, Rip's been absolutely incredible. Um, I know at the end of the day, like, um, we had, I don't want to say a falling out, because that's not even what it was. It was just like, we thought for a time period, like, we were, I don't want, again, I don't want to say, like, above the student shows, but we had to get away from them to grow more as performers. And, like, I think coming back to them after we got away from them for a bit allowed us to, like, help out some of the newer talent that's um, on those shows. Like, we got the chance to work with the Cowboy Cats, uh, that Gunner really Lang fun. and uh, Gato Rojo, and like that was such a fun match. Like we we get a chance to just like spread the bit of knowledge that we've gained so far to some of the newer talent, and like honestly, it's been like some of the most fun we've had so far. And you know, passing along knowledge really is a core essential to really help the business grow. Mm-hmm. So it is good to hear you guys were able to you know spread those proverbial wings a little bit. And, like, I don't want to toot my own horn or anything, but, man, like, we've been around, like, not just in wrestling, but, like, doing the podcast and everything. Like, we've been around for quite a few years, like... Eight years almost? Yeah, it's it's getting to be quite a long time we've been around this scene, and it's like, again, I don't want to toot my own horns and be like, oh, I'm a veteran, I'm, I'm a Mr. Know-it-all, but, like, we know a thing or two. Like, we're not stupid. We're not, like, as, I guess, green... Is the, is in the ring, word? yeah, but in the business, definitely. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not taking any credit than I want to, like, grab. But, like, I still feel like, yeah, we can help out these newer guys and give them a tip or two. And, like, like if we can bump their knowledge up just that tad bit just by those couple tips, it's like, hey, like, I, I love helping out new guys. I love getting a chance to work with new guys, too, man. Like, it's... Well, that's why we, we even challenged uh gato and mm-hmm. like we went out of our way to request that match with rip because we wanted to work with new guys like we we enjoy working with new ta- new talent and we enjoy working with like veteran talent so that way we can get better as well it's just like a, a well-rounded circle well you know you don't want to toot the horn but i'll do it for you i always do it anyway <laughs> on the boost so uh toot toot motherfucker <laughs> So let's talk about that passing along of knowledge. Uh, now, Matt, uh, you've got a more extensive, more seen career as a referee. Yeah. JT, I understand you've done some refing in the past as well. I, I did my how did you? Uh, in a, yes, that's about it. Well, you did like well, quite a few shows for like Alpha One. Yeah, you did, yeah. You I, did I, that I, stranglehold show where you got cussed out by Asylum. I only did it for like <laughs> eight months, maybe ten months. That was about it. But yeah, I had... Uh, 
Like you did, a, you did a solid amount of shows, I'd say, because like you did like quite a few Barry shows too when we were going up there. Like, yeah. Yeah. Now, how do you feel that knowledge helps you in not only being able to teach others, but helps you when you're putting together your own matches? Oh, I think it's such a big thing. Um, ring positioning, man. Like knowing where. You need to be on certain spots. I think where you can't be. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is where you can't be. Um, Refing definitely taught me that very quickly. I think emotion too. Like, to you're very like you're a very uh, facial referee. You have a lot of emotions and like some people are gonna take that so (laughs) it's after dark, man. You can't be saying shit like that. Um, yeah, no, I I show a lot of emotion and like I think I learned that a lot from being a referee. So like now I'm just like a very animated, very vocal, very out there kind of guy because I got the chance to start with refereeing, start to kinda dip my toes in what I'm comfortable with. Um I've always been a fan of like heels and stuff like that, but like I think Again, being a ref got me comfortable with showing my emotion a little bit more than I was used to. I was, I was a very shy person as a child as well. Like, um, I've, I've shared it before on Twitter. I'm not, I'm not, like, shy about it. I've been bullied. I've been beat up, literally, for my love of professional wrestling. I was that kid on the bus that would literally be playing with their action figures. And then, like, kids would fucking smack her, my, my figures away. Like, shit like that. Like, I, I've always loved professional wrestling so the fact that i get to do this is amazing and like again going back to the point refing is absolutely uh, a crucial 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 point as to why i feel like i'm so comfortable in what i do um i think especially the talent that i got to work with too um shout out alpha one wrestling ethan page he's somebody who like gave me so much opportunity to work with like the top talent in the fucking business man like I got to share the ring with Cody Rhodes on multiple occasions. Um, I could literally sit here and like go through a list of names of literally the top independent talent, top talent that you're seeing on TV nowadays. Uh, of a talent, literally, I got to be in the ring with, uh, have the best seat in the ring to see what's going on. Um, I, I couldn't have been more blessed to have that like two and a half, three year career as a referee, but like. It got to a point where um, a lot of people were telling me I need to move on and I need to pick one or the other. And I, I finally made that decision in August of last year, and here we are. That's essentially what my thing was, too. Like, uh, I wasn't really into it as much as I was wrestling, because at that point, we started wrestling. And, yeah, somebody said the same thing to me. It's like, you, you have to be one or the other, because um, some promoters were only seeing me as a ref. Like the ones that I got uh, booked for as a ref, there's like they would only book me as a ref, and then when I try to get booked as a wrestler, they'd be like, "No, but we can, you can ref still." So it's like, you you had to like break that pigeonhole of like being always known as a ref, and like I had a really hard time of like, because I was doing both for a solid like year maybe. even like the double shots that we were doing in sw first and then alpha one that you'd be i literally got my ass fucking handed to me by kingdom james and two hours later i'm sitting there selling a ref bump for fucking 15 <laughs> minutes like it doesn't even make sense that yeah very true on that uh so i'm just checking my fucking notes here because 
I'm a professional. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't always, you know, Empire, of course, wasn't always the main focus, wasn't the tag team it was. The first time I've got you guys listed coming into Courage Pro is actually against each other in a fucking ladder match. (laughs) Yeah. I I am under the, um, I guess, understanding that that's actually going to be featured later on through your guys' YouTube channel, our best of seven series that led up to that ladder match for the Death Proof Young Blood Championship. Yeah, that was that was a real interesting time. Like to to give you the honest truth, because like I don't think we've ever told this story on an actual podcast. The whole reason that happened was to put him over, to yeah. give him an opportunity. Because you were already the champion, you ref you wrestled a couple months more than I did, so you literally like the reason I wanted to give you the championship. Was like again, like you didn't. You were supposed to debut. We were supposed to have the same debut match. We were supposed to be in a triple threat with Clinton. Yep. Which I missed that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Clint. I, god damn it, I miss so many people. But but I, was, yeah, I, was I working, miss him a lot. I was working in Peterborough full time uh, for a couple months, so I lost training and didn't essentially uh, fulfill my training obligations leading up to that match. So I ended up getting taken out of it and then debuted. Uh, in July instead of March. But yeah, like, I, I I felt truly that, like, I wanted to, like, use what I had, and not that that was, like, a substantial thing, but, like, I wanted to use the little bit of momentum I gained as Youngblood Champion to give him a little bit of a run, and I don't think it was the most um, approved thing that we did no um but we did it anyways and i think it went over well i think it was a genuine shock when you pulled down that belt like people were not expecting you to take the title off of me no no for sure but uh like the way we booked it was weird because we were going back and forth whether yeah that's the thing like whether we wanted to do the three wins and then the four sweeps yeah we had total booking control of that like we, we went to Matt. Matt more more or less went to went Chad promotion. No, he went to promotion. Oh, but I went to Chad about it beforehand. It yeah. was like, hey, like I have this idea. Like, are you cool? With it? He was like, yeah, that, that, like that's cool. And then like, so we went to promotions. Like, can we do this match in your promotion? Essentially, essentially? it was like we wanted to like make the Young Blood Championship relevant. And I'm not saying like n- any championship in Ontario India isn't relevant, but with, like we wanted to bring it across several promotions to like showcase what we can do as performers. Especially when the time when Death Poof wasn't really running shows, so at least that got them some sort of uh Yeah, that's right. That's when they did the credit. whole commission angle. So yeah. like they were shut down for a bit. So it was like we were doing our best to like spread the word about that promotion and still make that t- title a thing. Like we we didn't want that title forgotten about, especially me. We wanted we wanted each uh, each match to be a different promotion too, but because of the way things worked out, we like didn't we had have a fucking choice. promotion that like literally canceled. I think it was like what a week or two before the show was supposed to happen, and then we like scrambled last minute. And shout out to Ben Ortman's. Crossbody for wrestling, like he saved That's our. Where ass. I started in crossbody was technically is the uh, the pre-show, his first ever pre-show match. Match six of our best of seven series with a crossbody, like that whole series came together. Thank God it almost didn't, but like that was it was a lot of fun. It was stressful, but like 
the whole point of that was to give him it some sort of a rub. Definitely was stressful sometimes, yeah. It was to give him a rub and to give him some sort of a boost. <laughs> and then, what, three weeks later, he ended up losing the title, and that just ended up going Jesse down the drain. Uh, you know, little hurdles, you know, you are where you are now for a reason, of course. As you said, shout out to Ben. As I used to know him, of course, superstar Sean Morgan. Uh, Matt, you and I have talked about my history with Ben before. Yep, yep. I'll, I, I do want to say, because I don't want to, like, be negative towards Death Roof. Because, like, legitimately, Chad, like, gave me my opening match, gave me my opening championship... My fuck. opening match and the fuck like, he even designed my fucking gear that he used for the first like year of my career. So like I don't want to sit here and shit on him. Like I don't want to sit here and take like weird subliminal shots and like bullshit around because like I'm not that kind of guy. But like I just felt like he wasn't the biggest fan of what we did with the best of seven, and he didn't really let us know until like the end of the best of seven so like we couldn't really change up what we were doing i felt anyways so like again like i'm utterly grateful to what he gave to me throughout my wrestling career he again he gave me my first championship my first match the opportunity to team with my brothers for the only time that we ever got a chance to do that so like dicks ever only one of his few matches that he's ever had one of his first and only legitimate matches he had but like (laughs) yeah like again i don't want to sit here and shit on chad in any form or fashion because that guy gave us a lot but like yeah it was just it was really weird how like that whole best of seven kind of like fizzled out and then just i feel like even with like death proof shows and stuff like that we've kind of like not been even a thought which kind of sucks, because, like, I fucking love those shows, even as podcasters, man. Like, those shows were so much fun. I feel like even, like, with Palooza and stuff like that, we'd do anything <laughs> we could to, like, support Death Proof as well. So, like, I don't know. Like, I've got no heat whatsoever with that dude. Like, I love that dude, straight up. But, like, I just wish, like, the, the Best of Seven ending was a little bit of a better ending on, like, the, the behind-the-curtain side of things. Uh, fair enough but you know uh, with that uh, you guys did continue the courage pro journey mm-hmm. uh next up you guys were brought in for that uh you know it's where i met jt for the first time uh matt do we want to bring up how you and i met let's do it fuck it i used to live above the weed dispensary you worked at <laughs> what a time in my life man i was making like 850 a week just banking money in I wish I would have saved some of that shit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was such a good time in my life, man. I miss it so much. It was such an easy time. I was getting time off for wrestling, no problem. It was great. But, yeah. Yeah, that's how we met, man. That good old Three Kings. I was wearing the shirt the other day, actually. Yeah, when we did the... Nice. Brand Warfare. Yeah. So, fucking... You get brought in for the Fatal 4-Way JT. That's where you and I got to meet for the first time. But you guys were going up against Death Squad, Spirit Squad, and uh, Del Bruno and Liam Worldwide in the Fatal 4-Way. That was the weirdest tag match of, like... The combination of people in that match. All time. Like, I remember, like, when I got a message saying that match was even, like, going to happen. I was like... I'm a, like... Low key Mike Mondo fan, so like 
His stuff in Ring of Honor. Yo, you're like a huge Dykstra fan. Well, that too. I love his leg drop. <laughs> I would love to do it like that. But, uh, yeah, like, his stuff in Ring of Honor. And, like, when we heard that we were facing the Spirit Squad of all people. Yeah, I remember being, like, real, like, because we were really new as a tag team, too. So we were like, man, like, that's cool for Courage to take that, like, shot on us. And then, like, we found out more and more, like, there was more teams being added to it. And, like, not that I'm, like, against that, but I was just like, oh, like, this is, this is a weird fucking match. It ended up being a really fun match. Uh, we were the first out. I took the fucking uh, gut buster from Mike Wando for the finish. But, like, yeah, that, I remember finding out about that and being, like, like, it's cool as hell that we wrestled the Spirit Squad. But, like, that was the strangest <laughs> match of all time. I, I don't know why, but the one thing that always pops me when I go back to watch that match is, Matt, you lay down on the fucking apron and pull it <laughs> over yourself like a blanket taking a nap. Well, that's that's a uh, shout-out to Ethan Page, man. That's that's trademark Ethan Page. I steal a lot of my shit from the guys <laughs> I like, man. And that's that's just one of the things I've stolen. He, he's awesome. I, I love stealing his shit. <laughs> All right. Well, from there, you guys talk. You guys brought it up on the watch along. We won't talk about the match with Beard, uh, Bearded Bull and Honestly, Jeff Black. No, no. I, I, I really do want to touch on that because, like, it, it was, it was an opportunity for us to grow as performers. Um, and like, like we were saying though, like you, sometimes you can't get better unless you face people that are more seasoned and kind of the veterans. And like again, I don't think we were. I think there was a time where like we were having like the most basic matches but we were planning stuff and again this is pulling back the curtain sorry guys but uh, we were planning stuff quite a bit so we were planning the like the entirety of our match so i think these guys wanted to go out there and like call a lot of shit on the fly and it scared the shit out of us like that's right. real talk man like um we've had the opportunity to do that now a bit and like we're 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 getting, more we're more towards trying to do that nowadays. Anyway, we're, we're getting better with it, but yeah. it's like at that time we just we weren't ready for that. So like we were trying to approach them to call stuff, and like I remember they were not necessarily blowing us off, but it was like oh we'll see you out there kind of deal. And we were like fuck, we were like shaking our boots. We were scared, man. Like we were like we we don't we don't want to like look like jackasses out there. But we don't also we don't want to like fuck up and like make them look bad either. So it's like it really sucked that like I don't want to say like that match existed because like again we learned off of it. But yeah, it sucked that match existed. Yeah. Well, hey, some matches are just meant as a learning experience, exactly. right? Exactly. Hundred percent. And again, I, I said it before, and I'll say it again. That's no knock to those guys because those guys are super talented. Like. I've watched quite a few Rex Atkins matches and I've been fucking thoroughly entertained. Like, and that's, again, I, I love seeing what he's done. Like, he's done so many of those fucking CWF tours, man. Those death tours are, like, no joke whatsoever. It takes a lot to do those tours. So, like, I have no disrespect whatsoever for him or Jeff Black. It's just we were at a point in our careers where we weren't ready for that. Well said. All right, so next on my list here shit, is the... shoot interview out of us. You paying this for us? That's exactly what I'm going for, guys, you know? <laughs> next up on the, uh, the fucking list of my professional notes cast here was the, uh, the scramble match. You guys weren't... 
you can see me pulling up the notes on the screen here almost. Oh, that's where we like walked in and literally just like beat uh, Gunner and Cadet in like two minutes. Yeah, I'll go over the that was technically yeah, the our crowning moment of becoming tag team champions. <laughs> so uh, let's go over the teams here. You guys were in there with Gunner Trash, Gunner and the Cadet, Young Love and Mark Wheeler. <laughs> Uh, Dawson and Black again, as well as Laurel Cassidy and someone that we got to bring up on the podcast, Crystal Moon. Oh, yeah. that's right. She was in that. I remember because we were we were a little happy that we were going to be in the first match with her, and then we realized that we weren't actually going to be in yeah, the match yeah, together. Yeah, I remember like we found out like again. This was kind of like going back to the four way we were talking about a couple minutes ago. Like. This was a weird fucking match when we saw the graphic. Like, this was like, okay, like, there's a lot of different teams in there. I, know, I understand it was a gauntlet, so, like, there was only two teams in, in the ring at a time, but it was just, like, there was a weird bunch of people that was in there, so we were kind of wondering where we were going to fit into that. And then we got to the venue the day of, and we found out we were literally the last entrance, so, like, we... We were essentially just going to go in there and pick up the <laughs> we did. We did nothing. Yeah. So, like, we got to kind of sit back and watch the match, but it was just, like, I was kind of wondering where we were going to piece in and if we were going to get the chance to mix up with anybody else in that match. So that is where I say you guys had become the uncrowned tag team champions at that yep. point. Yeah. Uh, it months? was supposed to be a number one contenders match. However, what if two, you know, exactly. Josh being Josh here, I'll call him out on it. He couldn't find a team that could stand with you guys at the time. Exactly, exactly. Real talk, though, no, I think what genuinely happened was, like, I know we were supposed to face Death Squad, and then, like, Dylan Daniels ended up quitting wrestling, so, like, that just completely fell apart. But, you know, it, it fell apart, but it also works well, I, I think, storyline-wise. Yeah. With the disrespect from management that uh, been working on as an angle over online, where they couldn't even find you guys proper opponents to crown you as the tag champs exactly. before losing the goddamn belts. Well, what killed me was um, I think it was like was it July? I, it was like your your summer day show where like we took over the poster and like that got such a good reaction <laughs> online and like we kind of got like that thought of like okay maybe we've got something here like maybe we can run with this actually. And you know, it never hurts to have the uh, you know the the head award winning commentator <laughs> singing your praises from day one. Hey, I'm not saying no to that whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about the summer days then. Uh, Forte and Arrow just had their match against each other. You know they're hugging it out, doing their thing. Next thing you know, you guys come out on stage. Yeah, I remember that I was last second. Yeah, I, I was gonna say we were like, upstairs or something like that, and I don't know where Matt just like comes to me running, <laughs> like let's go, let's go, we're going out there. Oh, I, I thought, was like what? I thought you were literally meaning like the whole plan of like that being set up because like I remember um, I was kind of wondering what we were doing for that show, and I kept texting, and I was like, yo, like do you have anything for us? Like what are we doing? Like I know we won the the one gauntlet, so I knew the one the other gauntlet was supposed to take a place on this show, so I was like, okay, like. Hey, we could show up and do something like stare down whoever wins that. Whatever, like we got to do something. Mm -hmm. Like we're contenders for the tag titles. Like you can't just. I don't want to be off the show when we're building to a tag team championship match, especially when we had the date open. We were like, hey, we're around anyways. You might as well like, even if you throw us out there, you don't even have. 
fucking pull the curtain back. You don't even have to pay us. Like, just fucking let us go out there and do our thing, right? Yeah, when we showed up, we found out there was no gauntlet. So we're like, okay. Yeah, and then <laughs> we found out the kind of the plans with Airstrike. And we were like, oh, man, that's cool. Like, we, we can kind of have a little moment. And like he said, yeah, I was standing by the, uh, like, the entranceway, essentially. And I found out, like, the plans. Because, like, I was kind of talking with the promoters while he was, like, further away doing his own thing. I was just, yeah, upstairs just watching the show. And I was like, yo, get over here. So, like, that whole, like, stare down thing almost didn't happen <laughs> because he didn't get there in time. Yeah, because that was just, <laughs> uh, it was a good match. I wanted to watch it. And hey, yeah, they're he, friends of ours. He like, runs we, in, he runs runs up to me, and he's like, yeah, let's go. I was like, what? I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so if you hear the buzzing in the background, I got uh, the wife busted up a little green for me. Hey. <laughs> so uh, following that, you got uh, Up to Violence is the answer was the show where you guys actually took on Airstrike. Yeah, that was the September show. For a the- crowning, crowning moment of defending the tag titles that we still at that point did not have. I think that was our first time um, actually wrestling in Germania. Because that was like yes. the, the return to Germania mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And like I remember like when we walked into the building for the Summer Days one? Because that was the first one at the Oh Germania. was it? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually getting a chance to wrestle in Germania um, and have an actual like and that's no offense to any other promotions that are booking us. It's just like getting a chance to have a banger of a tag match with two guys that we're like super great friends with. Um, the amount of stuff you still wanted to do in that match that they're like, dude, I wanted to jump off the fucking balcony. I wanted to so bad. I still do. Fucking then you won't let you. I know they won't. They're not so worse, but like, I'm such an idiot. Like I, I love doing the dumbest shit. And that, that was like at the top of my list when I found out we were going to that venue, but Ah, uh, it is what it is. I'm getting married there. Maybe I can convince them. <laughs> <laughs> Jump all on your groomsmen. Um, but yeah, like I found out we were wrestling them in Germania Club, and I was like, "Whoa, that's like cool!" Like, this is literally the venue, and this is the fun fact. Like with Steel City Pro Wrestling, like I literally started my journey in professional wrestling altogether in that building as a ring announcer. So it's like the fact to come back to that building to have a match with literally two of my favorite guys in the business, I'm like, fuck, man, like, this is the best. With my brother at that, it's like, it couldn't get any better than that. And I think, like, we didn't even scratch the tip of the iceberg of what we could have done with those guys in that match. We, we didn't do a lot in that match because we knew we had a lot to come with this feud. Um, so, like, to have that match again, we, we had a good match, but we didn't go all out. I don't think because again we had a lot more to come, a lot of story to tell with Airstrike. Those guys are awesome, man. Perfect. Well, hey, uh, you know you guys have had this story feud. We'll keep talking. Shout out to the viewers. I see numbers going up on there. Of course, if anyone has any kind of questions they want me to ask, I don't know if I can see the questions or if you can see the questions on the YouTube stream. Uh, if anyone has any questions, feel free shout them out. We'll definitely talk about them while we're while we're going on here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm open to whatever. I'm an open book. Let's see. Well, while you're getting into that, uh, from there, we actually led up to uh, your match with textbook Tyson Dukes. And uh looks like uh, Jake Jones was his partner for that match. That, that was also one of those things where, like, um, Tyson's been around for forever he's done dude he's so much. literally like the godfather of the ontario independent wrestling scene like that guy is 
the fucking bee's knees of this fucking scene, and the, man. And again, with the whole uh, death squad thing, Dylan Daniels leaving, Jake needed a new partner. So we knew we were facing Jake, and it was just a matter of who his partner was. And that, then we found out it was Tyson. I was like, this is going to be really good, because again, we've had so much uh, experience with Jake at that point. Yeah, Jake is somebody who, personally, I've had... Um, some of my best singles matches with um, before we formed as Empire. Like I, I even tagged with Jake. Oh yeah, the, facing the, Matt. Yeah, and uh, me he, and uh, Charles Blackwolf at that weird NSW me. show. He powerbombed me after our match. <laughs> um, yeah, I hate the Rockpile. I just want <laughs> to state that on the record. Like I love NSW; they're the best. But I fucking hate the Rockpile. That is all. Um, getting back to Jake though, like. Uh, I've had some of my best matches with him. I had a match with him at HPW. I had a match with him at PWO. Um, I again, I genuinely feel like we bring the best out in each other. So we've had a lot of matches with Death Squad at, at that mm-hmm. point. For that sure, too. too. Yeah, yeah. We faced them at crossbody. Mm-hmm. A couple times yeah. at crossbody. Um, we had a, a couple of matches with them elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I feel as well. So like those guys, um, Jake in particular, or w- w- somebody where like. We were always finding ourselves intertwined with him. So when we found out that we were going to get a chance to tangle up with not only him, but fucking Tyson Dukes as well, like we were like, that's awesome. Like, that's another one checked off the bucket list, man. Like, again, since the podcast days, like Tyson's been a complete, complete gem of a human being. Like, I, I cannot say enough good things about him. So. Again, getting a chance. And he made us look like a fucking million oh, bucks. Oh, for sure. He, he wrestled circles around me. I'll say that <laughs> for sure. But he made us look like a million bucks. He uh, made the Empire team uh, seem credible in ring, which is something, like, I, I, I can't say enough good things about him and, and Jake as well. Like, I don't want to shit, like, shit on Jake. Jake's and done stuff like that, too. Like, even though the size difference that him and Daniels had, mm-hmm. they were always fine with putting us over some way or another. They even were down they were, with doing whatever. Even, though, even if they were winning the match or whatever like that, they were always down to do stuff to, to put us over during the match. Yeah, they, they were super open to what... And Jake's awesome. Um, him and April, like, I, I have such a great connection with those guys. Uh, I can't, again, can't say enough good things about both of those people as... Not even just wrestlers, but human beings. Those guys are top fucking notch human beings, man. The funny finish of that, I was supposed to grab the... <laughs> the title belt. You were oh, that's when you hurt your back as yeah. well. So you, were... I, I came back from uh, my vacation. I was in uh, Mexico. Yeah, uh, the, the the day before. The day we... before, I came back from my vacation, so I was all relaxed and stuff like that. No, the day before we did the crossbody. Crossbody. Didn't we have a double shot? No, we were supposed to do HPW. Oh yeah, Rip told gauntlet. us not to. That's right. Um, so I got thrown out of the ring at the end of the match. And just the way my tailbone hit, and just because I have been been wrestling or really doing much because I was on vacation, there was a weird, like, contraction in my spine. So, like, it pinched a nerve. And, like, I literally couldn't move. I was on my hands and knees crawling like a dog to go get what I thought was the title belt because <laughs> I wear glasses, so when I'm wrestling, my vision isn't the greatest. I look over to the commentary table, hoping that's where the, the title belt is, and I saw something shiny. I was like, all right, I'm going for it. And I get there, and I realize... It's not here. So I was like, I'm just going to grab the biggest thing I can grab, go in the ring, and hit Tyson Dukes with it. So then there's this awkward... (laughs) So I'm laying, like, after all this happens, I'm expecting, like, okay, David hits him with the belt. 
there's the bell ringing, ding, ding, ding. like <laughs> this whole fluid motion. So the the shot happens, and I'm laying there, and there's no bell, and I'm just like, <laughs> no yo. reaction, no nothing. I'm like, yo, what the fuck <laughs> is going on right now? To come to realize that he had taken the bell, so there was no bell to ring, so it all made sense. The funny thing too, after I, I didn't really hit Tyson with it, I kind of like threw it at him from a short <laughs> distance, and I kind of hit him, and then rolled out of the ring. Yeah, it was just the goal because you were so fucked up because yeah, you were I could barely get into the ring, and then you, you saw oh yeah, it was, oh yeah, it was, expect me to pick you up, and well, it was like, I could just, barely stand on my own. He just gave me a pile driver, yeah. so like I didn't want to like kill his cell, so I was like trying to sell that, <laughs> and then like I didn't know you were yeah. fucked up, so like I was complete dead. And selling. I literally like tried to pick him up. I was like, no, and I just let him go. He just flopped. I was like, you're on your own. <laughs> As long as you're not hitting it with my trophies and breaking those, it's all good. If it was bigger, or if there wasn't a ring bell there, that's probably what it would have happened. Something, something was. <laughs> I had being, to grab something. That something was, big was being grabbed. Like worst case, this motherfucker probably would have grabbed somebody out of a chair and just grabbed the chair and just hit Tyson <laughs> with the fucking chair. Like, I either way, like I remember just laying there in that moment and being just so pissed off of like. Why is this not go like <laughs> you this whole match? Mess up? This whole match went well, and then this just like went to complete shit. And then yeah, we got to the back, and Dave's like, "Yeah, I couldn't find the belts." So I was like, "What the fuck did you use then?" And he's like, "The belt," and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, oh, that makes complete sense." But that would be my luck. Like some of the stuff I've done in matches too, and I don't really get hurt, and it's just me getting tossed out of the ring. That messes me up and uh yeah, you for about hurt. a month i was still feeling it yeah you get hurt on the stupidest fucking things yeah like even at training like we used to like i've, I've pulled my uh arm out of my socket at training once doing the dumbest thing i was getting off the apron and i was hanging on to the, like the top of the pole and kind of hung down and that popped my shoulder out i've been blessed oh. other than a couple of concussions that i've had that <laughs> haven't taken me out too long like genuinely i don't think i've taken any time off of wrestling um, yeah, I haven't had really any injuries that have taken me... No, I had that one time where I got dropped on my head. I watched that, that, uh, they Nick Watts DDT. Yeah, yeah, that Nick Watts DDT. Oh, yeah. that was rough. PWO. Um, and I still wrestled the next week. Uh, at the time, it was one of my best matches with BMD, and I'm still wishing to have another one with him. Yeah, I want another one with him, too. That dude is absolutely incredible. His daily videos are incredible, too. <laughs> Shout out BMD. Oh, the green screen videos he puts out with the beer in his hand? Those are great. Yeah. Anytime you have a beer in your hand, that's always a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, before, between that match and the next one, it seemed like the Empire started to expand. Uh, can you talk about bringing Crystal Moon into the fold? Yeah, so um, we've had, like, a genuine idea of bringing a third into the fold for a while. And especially with the PWO not having tag titles, they have trios titles. We eventually had to go down this line uh, at some point and so have a third person. So the original idea, because um, realistically I don't know if we're even going to dive down this path at all in the future with PWO, so hopefully I don't get in shit for saying this, but it is what it is. Um, it was supposed to be Bill Chase. That joined us as, a, like, a third. Because, like, he was originally a part of us when we first formed. So, like, we were going to bring it all back around to him. Have us have him join us. Have him be our third. Because technically we were like, oh, we can do it on our own. And then PWO says, um, you guys are forced to have a third person. So we have him and just essentially 
him stand on the apron, maybe get tagged in one second to get one move in and then tag back out. But at that point, uh, they had a similar thing with Stephen Elias. Yeah, he was doing something with the Gentlemen's Club with uh, Scotty O'Shea, Steve Brown, and Del Bruno, or Josh Alexander, whoever was part of the yeah. group. So it was like, we didn't really want to like literally like repeat the same storyline like one after another. Plus, let's like I'm gonna be honest, like I fucking love cutting promos. And, like, if I had a manager or if we had a manager, like, that would probably take some mic time away from me. And Andy, uh, Mark Shaw, the, the promoter of PWO, knows, like, he usually gives me he, mic time specifically because he knows I can get heat. So, People like, hate you. Yeah, like, I, I genuinely, like, have fun, like, picking on that crowd. But, like, yeah, so we, we got to a point where we're, like, we have to come up with a third. We had a couple ideas, like, shot around. And like, I'm not even going to lie. Like, we had, because we, we, we didn't want to, like, reach outside of our grasp and, like, try to get somebody that will kind of, like, overshadow us. Because we wanted to be a, a unit and not, like, because, like. We didn't want to be, like, Randy Orton and Legacy. Yeah, we'll say that. That's, like, like, the best way I can put it. So, like. And not to be, I don't know if this is coming off rude or anything like it's our it's our group so like we didn't want who we're bringing in to be the lead like to, to take like over our vision as yeah. well so it's like so we needed somebody like we were always thinking of some sort of uh like student somebody that we've trained with something like that and then i'm not even gonna lie like there was definitely a couple options that were thrown out there beforehand but like we came to the point where we wanted a female it, Different diversity and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, uh, and, like, we were trying to figure out who fit our image, and, like, we were kind of going through who's in Ontario, and we were like, man, like, there's really, like, like not a lot that would fit our image, and then, like, it, it clicked like a light, man. Crystal Moon, like, we had, like... Because we, we've, we've seen a lot of her being in Crossbody, and then, like, the student shows and Genuinely, like... like I've had a solid connection with her for a while, too, dating back to when I was a referee, because, like, uh, I did, like, a lot of these, like, fair-type shows, and, like, I would do stuff with, like, the cross-body crew, because I was tightly associated with Ben, so, like, I was traveling a lot with that crew, and, like, getting connected with that crew, so, like, Lacey was somebody that, or Crystal Moon is somebody that I knew very well, so it was, like, she was, like, a no-brainer, she was, like, talented as hell, she fit our image, she understood what we were going for with yeah. a vision. So, like, again, it was a no-fucking-brainer to bring her into and the group. And especially, like, being uh, as much friends and stuff that we are with her, it would definitely help. Like, we were trying to help her to get more bookings and stuff like that as yeah, well. Yeah, we wanted to see her branch. Like, and again, that's no offense to her because, like, she's doing her own thing. She's, like, def- we, she's in the States and everything like we've that We've seen her already. do, like, stuff, in, again, in the States, in Quebec, and, fuck, she was on Impact not too long ago as well. So, like... She's doing very well for herself on her own, and I don't want to take away from her at all, but, like, no. fuck, we, we want to expand as well, and we can do it all together, and we can do it as a trio. Why not? Like, I know the tag team scene, and I don't want to say, like, it's dead, but it's, like... It's not as important as it should be. It's A lot of wrestlers that wrestle as a tag team also wrestle singles, um, and that's very evident in a lot of the guys that are here in Ontario. Um, guys like, again, Gabriel Flair's Von Vertigo. Those guys wrestle as a fucking very oh, fantastic yeah. tag but team. But I feel like they're more, they're more singles lately than they are as a tag team. Absolutely. Um, 
I mean, even guys, I know they're not together anymore, but like Wheeler and Albright, like they were the ride makers, but like they're killer singles wrestlers now. Um, there's a lot of wrestlers even that are like uh, tag teams in like one or two promotions and then like tag teams with different guys in different promotions. Like we, when we formed as a tag team, we truly believed in the art of tag team wrestling. We wanted to be a tag team. So like, again, to add like uh, another to our group, I guess technically makes it a trio, but like. We want to be a legitimate group, and we want to bring it to as many places as possible. So, like, um, we want to branch out as much as possible. We know as well, like, I guess we can address, like, the elephant in the room. She's a part of another group. She's with the Teenage <laughs> Dream with Young Love and Kyle Brooks as well. We're not going to take anything away from that. Like, she does her own thing with uh, them in CWO and Crossbody. So, like, that's her thing to completely do as well. But, like... In terms of Empire, like, we want to um, bring her as many places as we can possibly get her to. I know you brought up, uh, you know, you had Bill Chase as the manager for a while. You said you wouldn't go back to that again. I'm guessing that's why I've never got the official invite. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're like the, you're like, the voice of Empire. I was going to say, you're like the official, unofficial member. We just got to, you technically already have a t-shirt. You're... You're good. I do have a t-shirt. We just got to get you like an armband or something. <laughs> per, hey, the arms aren't as big as what the music videos make them look like sometimes. So, <laughs> so from there, uh, we got to the Hamilton Heritage Rumble number two, okay. uh, as I called it, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> where, uh, you know, the entrance was staggered apart. JT, you were out first and you were, you know, you weren't almost an Iron Man in this motherfucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What, me po trying to politic you out of that spot almost? Yeah. <laughs> he wanted in, like, eighth Yo, or whatever it I was. I genuinely thought, like... But I've already already been in a rumble at that point where I was essentially the Iron Man. <laughs> I genuinely didn't know what you were going to do for that amount of time. And again, that was nothing against your, like, ability or anything. I was just, like, wondering what you were going to do to keep yourself going for that amount of time in, in that a, rumble. As a heel in a rumble is the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Like I said, I've had two opportunities... To do these situations. The first one, I literally hid underneath the ring for a good 60% oh of it. Oh my god, I was, forgot about that. I was dying, it was sweaty, like, I was pouring myself with water underneath, and it still HPW wasn't HPW Rumble, where we earned the shot to win the tag team titles that we have right here. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, for so for the Courage Rumble, it would just stay out of the way. But every time I got out of the way... Somebody would find me and then give me a couple shots and then I'd try to hide away. Yo, you want to talk again. about a couple shots. So, like, <laughs> I come into the ring. My idea when I started um, with this rumble was, like, so I looked at the order of the rumble and I was like, I'm going to take everybody's shit. So, like, um, <laughs> there was, like, three people's shit that I took. It was, like, uh, Laurel Cassidy, Evan. Johnny D. I can't remember who the third person was. But, like, I took all their shit. And then, like, I dipped out, and I went up into the the, the stage, stage on the sta uh, behind the, the chairs, and then all of a sudden, I look up, and I see Big Bad <laughs> Wade Allen running towards me, <laughs> and I'm like, oh no. And he just comes and chops the ever-living <laughs> shit out of me, and I was like, motherfucker. Like... Man, I don't think I've 
ever shit my pants so much <laughs> than when I'm seeing a giant Wade Allen fucking come beelining towards me. I'm man, he, he's giving me power bomb. Oh, that was the third person. He gave me yeah, a fucking power bomb. How could I forget bomb. about that? Maybe he gives me a power head. bomb. Then he comes and chops the shit out of me. <laughs> what a cruel human being, man. He's a cruel, cruel man in general. I, I I was lucky enough to be in that rumble. Of course, my first instinct, go over, make sure JT's okay on the floor. Yep. yep. First instinct, you're like, what the fuck? Are, I'm in this bitch. I Get in there. So I, I listen to you. <laughs> get in there. Next thing I know, that Wade Allen comes crashing at me like a motherfucking train. I just got over the rib injury. I still have nightmares of that face charging at me. Dude, th- that man's splashes are no joke. I, I would no, say I, I almost came into the ring to help you, but by the time I was going to, I was you were already eliminated. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> that's, that's negative times. Let's not talk about that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, during that rumble, of course, Josh Vandercruz mm. had an Empire shirt on. Yes. Yeah, you know. Um, Again, kind of full circle with that one. Yeah, in, in other promotions, we may have not seen eye to eye, but you know. He may have presented us with an offer that was just at the right terms that we wanted to bring him along the ride of the Rise of Empire. So, like, Crystal Moon is definitely option three for us. But when option three isn't available, for some reason, Vander Cruz ended up being the top pick for that, even after all the hassle we've given each other over the years well yeah we ran into like a little bit of an issue um on the february pwo show where uh, crystal moon wasn't available and it was like well fuck like we, we built to- all this up we had crystal she, we we kind of like him and hotter for like four different people but like she was the top pick so then when yeah again when she wasn't available we're like crap now we got to go through this all over again and be like okay out of who can we pick to be a replacement and stuff like that yeah, so we, we ended up uh, figuring out that, hey, like, Vander Cruz, it made sense with the history that we had, and then, like, going the f- back to Courage, like, we were like, okay, like... But the funny part of that first is, the day that we had Krista Moon officially join Empire, he was at that show, too. He's like, oh, I I figured if you didn't have a third partner already, I, I, could, genuinely I, could, be about a, that. I could be your, uh, your third partner. I could be your Huckleberry. Yeah, so it's like, <laughs> it's just weird that the following show, he ends up filling in and being our third person so yeah for courage he just happened to be there and we're like and like i'll be honest man like me and him have some like we have chemistry like uh, he's somebody that i've always genuinely got along with uh we had like you guys seen the the promo package like we, we had some serious fucking history and like it all came together and made sense to have him join us not only for that one not only with pwo then with the opportunity aroused with uh, courage and he was around as well it was like it was a no-brainer like the history was there let's let's just let's fight the bullet and go with it well some tag teams do start off as uh, bitter enemies first uh look at public enemy rocco rock and johnny grunge used to beat the shit out of each other in japan well, technically we started out as a team and then we went to bitter enemies and then we became a team well that's <laughs> weird yep and th- th- there you go, completing the full circle then. Pretty much, yeah. And, you know, speaking of full circles, JT, you mentioned you uh, were living up in Peterborough for a while. That brings us to Scott's Lift Locks and Leg Drop show. That was 
That was a lot of fun, man. Yeah. Um, that was genuinely, like, and I know it was a lot our last show before everything going on, but, like, that show was so, so much fun. Um, I remember, like, going into it, everything that was going on, like, we were like, okay, like, is this going to be, like our last show for a bit is the show even gonna happen like yeah because at that point i think we already had some shows canceling mm-hmm. and, and we were like, like shit so, like, like everything's like kind of coming crashing down as, as we were driving out world. as we were driving out there we were even on the back of our minds just like are we gonna well, get yeah, notified we, like, on the way out there that it's canceled well like we've told this kind of already like his car broke down so like with the kind of out of town shows that we can't ride up with other people like we have no choice but to rent a car like we're not going to cancel a commitment we're not going to cancel a booking so like we're renting a car we're spending that money so like we went out of our way to rent a car that day and like that was a shit show in itself but it was like (laughs) we rented the car that day and it was like if we get up there and the show is canceled we're, we're we're kind of out this money and it's like at the end of the day that's not the biggest concern but it's like fuck like that's just like another like kind of shot in the arm of like that fucking sucks so like we on the drive up we were kind of we processed that of like hey like we could get there and this could be canceled but we wanted to go anyways because again that's that's the commitment we we have to professional wrestling we want to make shows on any possible circumstance fuck i remember a crossbody show we came back from we had to push our fucking car like for hours in the fucking snow because we we got all the way from kitchener back to hamilton perfectly fine no issues Literally right around the corner from our house, there was a plow that came by and essentially made a snowbank into the other, like, intersection. So we tried it and we got stuck in there. It was just, yeah, it took us so long. It's just like the point of, like, what we do is, like, we want to make our commitments. So, like, when this show happened, we wanted to make sure we were there. And then we found out, like, the show was happening. And then the show turned out to be a fucking banger of a show and i i saw that like they were tweeting and teasing another show and i hope that happens and i hope we can be a part of it but like fuck man that show was so much fun to to have the very first match on that show as well to open up that show and to to be in front of that crowd with again two of our very best friends in the business it's like that's that's it the chef's kiss now uh i know uh, I'm planning on getting Scott from PTBO on the podcast uh, soon. Uh, we announced the second show, the uh, Courage Pro Faithful. That'll be talking to just fans, production members, basically whoever wants to come on, talk talk a little shit, see what's going on in life. That'll be what that show is all about. That'll be starting in May. Uh, Scott will be coming on that show. Awesome. Uh, and I've talked to Josh as well, and I'm pretty sure I can confirm it here and now. Courage Pro and PTBO will be teaming up again in the future, so don't worry, you will get another shot up here in Peterborough. Beautiful, nice. beautiful, because we'll have those tag team championships back where they rightfully belong, and you guys will have no choice but to feature us, because we'll be the champs. Oh, I- I'm always pushing for more Empire on the show. <laughs> that's, that's brings in the, the ratings, the, <laughs> the, the ratings. money. <laughs> I don't even know. The, Ra- puts, ratings don't even fucking that matter. That the butts in the seats. I'll put butts in seats. Good yeah. old Tony Schiavone. <laughs> butts in seats and, uh, you know, uh, headphones on ears for the podcast. Hey. Shout out to all the listeners. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Empire Tag Team. Got that bad boy shirt right there. This one's not available, but the three other bangers of the shirts that are on there. So check them out. Excellent. That is something I make sure I plug every fucking episode. That's my man. 
And with that, uh, you know, that that wraps up on the indie wrestling career as of right now because of the the current situation with COVID-19. But once shit gets up and running, what are the long term and immediate goals for Empire? Well, long term, obviously, uh, get to the States more often. I think that's the biggest goal of like any wrestler that wants to like take this seriously is to get to the states um more eyes on you in there and then more uh, possibilities of uh a contract bigger, or... bigger promotions and stuff like that too yeah yeah exactly like i think um with all this covid stuff it's honestly it's gonna make it harder than ever to even come across a job or come across an opportunity with an american promotion because like the border situation and like they're probably gonna not want to take opportunities on canadians more so than ever um at least for a while yeah so like i think the biggest goal is to like for right now particulars to just continue like growing and like um learning and like having fun matches like i think that at the end of the day like um i personally go through phases in wrestling where like I go through the highs and the lows. Like we have a couple of matches that aren't the greatest, or like we're not too happy with, and like we I have a couple it, in a row, and then it's just like shit. I'll be honest. Like I'll, I'll get right to the nitty gritty of things. Like I'll, I'll be on social media and I'll see like guys that I think are on like the same level as me. Like you go through those phases where like you think you should have that opportunity that that guy got. It's just like man, you can't get like you can't let that get the best of you 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 gotta you gotta stay positive you gotta everybody travels their own road that the only person you can compare to is the the past self you gotta exactly you gotta be the best possible version you can be and that's why honestly like this whole month like april first i started working out i started uh meal plan i started eating better like i literally want to come back to professional wrestling the best matthew grant i can be and i know jt kirk's going to do the exact same he started the same meal plan i i have like he's doing the same thing i'm doing getting in shape getting new gear possibly new gear exactly like we are literally going to come back to pro wrestling hitting all the fucking uh, heads on or nails on the head. I think uh, that's yeah. yeah, whatever weird reference I'm going for to make. But unfortunately, with the not having a vehicle or, or really like See, not that, a, not that, a, that hinders us a it little. Bit, yes, yes. Uh, like for full time, it's difficult to not get to like random shows here and there. But <clears throat> if we get to something that's uh, more important, like we can always rent a vehicle because uh, I still have a license. I just don't have a car. So like obviously. Uh, we're trying to get booked on and like uh, fuck the biggest goal featured, featured as most as we can in the area now. Uh, obviously, Alpha One and C Four that I've been trying to get on for a year. Honestly, like yeah, A One. Like we did the one show with Fight or Flight and like I've done a couple. I'm gonna be on. Yeah, he he's done a couple shows. He faced Danhausen before. Like he fucking blew up the the beginning, the first stage of Danhausen before he became what he is. And then uh, he also had that four-way with, uh, what, Eddie Osborne, Chris Logan, and... Steve Brown. Yeah, Steve Brown, that's right. At uh, the True North Strong Show. So, like, he's had a couple of matches on A1 that were, like, solid matches. Um, We had that one match at the Fair Show for A1 that was, like, 
I'm gonna be honest, in my personal perspective, I fucking hated it. I fucked up a lot in that match. I was super nervous. Um, it was another. We were one still of the... putting the match together yeah, as, our, as an... our music was hitting, so like it didn't all register in our head. It was another like... one of those situations, like we were talking about with uh, Jeff Black and uh, Bearded Bull, where like we were just not ready to go out there and call shit on the fly, especially on that platform. Like I think um, if it was. I don't want to say, like, any other show, but, like, if it was a different show, I think we would have had the confidence to, like, put on a decent match. But because it was A1, we were we had this expectation of, like, we need to perform at this level, and I don't even honestly think we came fucking close to that level. So, like, I really want an opportunity. Um, I, I feel like any time we get a chance to face Fire to Flight, we just, we don't give them our best no like the first time we faced them that they were our first i believe first actual tag match that wasn't a four-way tag and we faced them at the rock pile and it was for the nfw tag titles mm-hmm. and it just again it, was a stinker it, it wasn't the greatest but again it was very early in our tag career so like we weren't all that it's weird because like we're the we're the biggest critics of ourselves like I, i've had steve himself tell me like he enjoyed that match that we had at nsw so like but again we had an idea of what it should have been and then like we didn't really see it i think goals again like a1's definitely a big one i to get another match with fight or flight flares and vertigo are not just in ontario not just in canada i truly believe those two guys are two of the most talented guys in the fucking world um Flerza is an absolutely unbelievable incredible professional wrestler uh vertigo is obviously very credible already um he's been overseas he's killing it uh anytime he's in a ring so i think those two together um if we get a chance to actually um be in the right mindset and have a good match with those guys i think honestly that's very high on the bucket list right now just because again we've had two in our personal opinion stinkers of matches with them so we want a chance to make up for that um a1 fight or flight just the chance to wrestle in the states um we've personally uh, talked about absolute intense wrestling AIW. They they had a tag tournament that they used to have, and this year it didn't seem like it was going to happen. It was just a regular tournament. Yeah, I don't. So like that was always our thing when we first became tag team. It's like our goal is to be a part of that tag tournament. But if they're not doing it anymore, obviously that hinders us a little bit. And I guess our next goal would be doing uh, like DDT or something like that for PWG. Yeah, fuck, that's the dream going back to fucking L.A. Um, I went there literally as a fan like five years ago and like genuinely one of the best experiences I've ever had. Um, and like to go there for wrestling in any form of fashion would be unreal. Um, I think, honestly, like we talk about like A1, fight or flight, like going to the States, like stuff like that. It's just to be the best empire we can possibly be. We want to have good matches. We want to help out new talent. We want to learn from veteran talent. We, again, we want to be the best well, we can possibly be. Learn from anybody at that point. Cause, like, Straight up. I feel like you can learn from anybody because people... Certain Never people stop have, learning. Certain people have a certain way to do things or go about things. Like, mm-hmm. it might not be, like, bad per se. It's like, you can always tweak your stuff to kind of go off of other people's stuff to, like, do things better, easier, or whatever the case is. Uh, well, we know uh, Josh from Courage Pro is listening right now. Uh, if you could shoot your shot and say, these are the tag teams I want to face, 
Ace, who would they be? Well, you know, you, we've talked. We literally talked about this before we went on the air. It's Josh and Paige. Yeah, it's, that's that's always been like. Again, we're not sure, like, if, if like tag team wise, we're on that level to hang well, with those guys. Yeah. yeah. Is is that what? Yeah, like team? I thought you were just gonna say on that level. Like we're never gonna be on that level. But we're not. As long as we're like. A couple levels lower, then we should still be able to, like... Fuck. They'll, they're, they'll, <laughs> Josh Alexander and Ethan Page could carry fucking broomsticks in there. Let's be honest here. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, again, we've had, like, stinkers of matches before when we've been in high-pressure pres- situations. So, like, if we've got put in that situation... Under the right circumstances. And, and I truly feel, especially on a Courage banner, that, like, they're seeing a lot of our top stuff right now. So, it's like, I think... if especially if that match were to happen in Courage, in Hamilton, in front of a crowd that, like, is familiar with us, but not only that, is, like, gonna get behind those guys, which fucking motivates us even more to be on the level of those guys. It's like, like, that. that is the dream scenario for us, is Josh Alexander and Ethan Page. Um, overall, we've always liked... But you said the Carnies, uh, mm-hmm. Team IOU, I think they were. At one yeah, point. yeah, yeah. We've always been like, we've always known them, and they, when they came to Alpha, we we hung out with them and stuff like that. And there are people like our first, my first ever match. Uh, we did the, uh, what is this? Well, yeah, the Force Destroyer. Force Destroyer. It's a aiding flip, uh, or Canadian Destroyer, which yep. they do. It's like, so like we've learned from them and stuff like that. Uh, at one point, my reject gimmick was kind of like taking stuff from from uh, uh, Carrie Awful, but oh, wow. anyway, yeah, no, like um, Butcher and the Blade. I know that's another team we've talked about. Like that's that's a huge fucking dream match for us. LAX. Yeah. Like how many fucking moves have we stolen <laughs> from those guys? I like, know. The funny thing is, we came up with this. Uh, idea for a move and then we watched Impact that week and they did it on Impact we're like well we can't do that now and they were probably doing it before then but we're like oh we came up with a sweet idea for a move nobody's doing it around here <laughs> we got this we go on fucking TV and we're like oh alright well we're out of here it's like cause now if we do it they're just like oh you copied them it's like and I get it like everything's copying in wrestling but like you don't want to copy shit that's like blatantly on TV yeah. especially like it's just like I know he watches a lot of UK uh, independents. I watch a lot of old wrestling, so it's like we're we're both trying to mix it up a little bit in what we do. And like, we yes, we do steal stuff from current wrestling, but it's like we try and limit that as much as possible, just because like we know a lot of people are like stealing stuff from current wrestling, it's and just, we don't want to be intertwined with that. Yeah. I know, uh, just for my sake, uh, you mentioned, you know, stealing shit from LAX. When I think LAX, I'm, I think, you know, Conan, Hernandez, and Homicide. No, no, no. The Proud and Powerful will go. There yeah, we go, yeah, okay. EOY, FBO has definitely been people we've been oh, yeah, imitating those, for a while. Genuinely, like, even uh, going back to my rough days, I did quite a few Greek Town shows. Those shows are fucking incredible for the record. Shout out to those guys. But, um... I refed quite a few of their matches on uh, Greek Town, and like just to get a chance to hang out with those guys and to, to pick their brains for even just a little bit, those guys deserve where they're at 1000% uh, to be associated with literally like the man that completely continues to reinvent himself in Chris Jericho. Um, 
I, I'm so happy to see their their success in AEW. Uh, they deserve everything, and like that's another dream. That's in terms of like besides the North, I think that's the ultimate dream match for us um, outside of Ontario tag teams, just because of like how much we've stolen and like emulated from them. Yeah, Santana Santana and Ortiz are like top guys and like top talent as well. OVEs are on that level too, I think. Yeah, the Chris brothers. If, if it wasn't LAX, it was OVE that we were stealing stuff from for, yeah, for yeah. a while. Yeah, the Chris brothers, and they're great guys too. Like uh, when we were uh, going to the Smash a lot more often, like those guys were there quite a bit, and we were like hanging out, we were chilling, we were pick again picking the brains of them a bit, and it's just like to see how much they've grown and how much they've succeeded in professional i i love seeing my friends succeed that's probably one of my favorite if not my favorite thing in wrestling is seeing my friends succeed because honestly there's nothing better damn all right <laughs> with that in mind uh you, you guys are doing the youtube channel now where you're playing fantasy booker uh, with the old SmackDown versus Raw. Yeah. Uh, now, unfortunately, we did see a lot of releases from WWE recently. What's a dream match you guys want to see from a released talent versus a, say, an Ontario indie star? Well, fuck, I think, like, speaking personally, now that we were talking about, like, tag matches that we want, like, I, I can personally say we want to match against the Revival. <laughs> we want to match against, like, Hawkins and Ryder. But, like, we yeah. want to see, like, the North face those guys. Because, like, they will have, like, legitimate... The North versus the Revolt or Revival or whatever they're going They by, will genuinely would have a match of the year candidate. I think tag team wrestling is the best wrestling there possibly is. When it's done, It's so right, fun, yeah, because, like, you, you have two people playing off each other as well as the other two people on the other side. There's the just ring. so much you can do. There's so... I, I don't know, man. There's just something about tag team wrestling that's just... When it's done right, it is literally the best thing yeah. on the planet. We've we've always been a fan of tag team wrestling. And that's why we it came It might be because we are, we're brothers and we've just grown up loving it. We're just, like, tag team's awesome because always dreamt about being... Some sort of tag team champions. Fuck, we went to a Ring of Honor show while going held up a future Ring of Honor tag team champions. With they were pointing at us, yeah. It was... It's just something we've always dreamed about. Man, we're completely di divulging on a whole bunch of different topics. Sorry, Clowny. Hey, that, that, taking over. No, that's podcast. what it's all about. So with that, let's get into the uh, what I find to be the most controversial topic of every episode here for me. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have been regular listeners in the last few episodes, but the uh, controversial question for you both, is a hot dog a sandwich? See, I would say no, but then if it's not a sandwich, what is it? It's a hot see, dog? The, the most, yeah, see, uh, the most unique answer I actually got was Gunnar Lang last week, oh comparing a hot dog to an Americanized taco. <laughs> so it's a meat taco. Well, it's well. I guess tacos are meat, so I don't know. Um, yeah, that's. Uh... This is my mic. I'm gonna drop it now. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, my brothers, is there anything you want to plug? Anyone you want to shout out? Anything going on in your lives that you just want to get off your chest? Real talk, just like anybody who's watching or anybody who's listening with the podcast, like just stay positive and stay uh, healthy, uh, stay yeah. safe. Eventually, this will blow over. Life will go back to 
somewhat of a normal state because I don't think it'll ever go back to what it was. Um, but everybody uh, will get through it. I one I, day at a time. I miss wrestling. I miss yeah. performing. I miss being in front of fans. I miss fuck being in a locker room and just fucking around with people, man. I I hate it because like for for a while I was I was okay with it. It was what it was. But my issue is like when I watch wrestling, uh, I always pick apart things like ooh if I did this move or this part of this spot and I can add to my own things and then like I would think about it but like I have like these ideas but like nothing, nothing to do so it's like yeah it's, it's really gotten down with not having to wrestle and just not being able to really do anything that's the most important part like just going to work and going home the odd time I'll come over here so that's about it yeah genuinely like that, that's, that's all I've been doing too is like work and like being at home like yeah. I, I I love you baby I love spending time with you but I fucking miss professional wrestling like it's genuinely like, like wrestling was always a, a great outlet like cause I'm never usually a fan of what I do as a as a shoot job no matter what career I'm doing so like I've always had wrestling to kind of like okay I get through this week I got this show or these shows on the, on the weekend to worry about and then at the end of the show on Sunday I was like, crap, now I gotta go back to work tomorrow. So it's like, I don't have that, especially before uh, with wrestling and work, uh, doing Friday shows and stuff like that, I had every Friday off. But because I have nothing else to do, I figured I'm just gonna work Fridays and just bank some money. So like, it's it's not the greatest thing, but it is what it is. Yeah, for me, like, I, I can't say like I have a terrible job, like, or, uh, I have, or terrible jobs, like I've worked at the dispensary, <laughs> like I... I Night shift at Toys R Us kind of sucks. Like, night shift in general is fucking brutal. I don't, wouldn't recommend it for anybody. Um, but this job at Staples, like, it's not horrible. Just the idea of working right now, like... It's better than not having a job in any sense. No, no matter what you're doing. A 100%, but it's just, like, the idea of working right now, especially with everything that's going on, it's just, like... I don't know, like, I, I, I fucking... I, I want to work so much, but it's just, like, the idea of just, like... Again, like, even possibly, like, coming into contact with anything that's happening. Like, the, uh, I have Crohn's disease personally, so, like, I don't know if that would, like, be the... Endurant, yeah. Because they've said that, like, certain illnesses or certain, like, diseases or whatever you have could make it deadly for you to have it or whatever. That but it's, like, that pride of, like being the man of the house per se where like you have to work you, you, you've got to provide for your family and it's like I don't I, know what you would do if you didn't work right now you'd be so bored oh yeah I know I would be too I had, I had one week off and it was the bo most boringest thing ever dude I had two days off and I, was, <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck to do with my life yeah like it's, it's horrible so it's like cause before when I wasn't working I was at the gym every day but it's like now you can't do that and yeah well, hell, why do you think I started the CPW podcast? Just for something to look forward to, right? That's the reason why we started doing this. It's like this YouTube channel, just for something to do. Our face is still out there. People still, like, see us. See the, the, the fact of interacting with people, man. The fact of connecting with people, like... That's um, essentially, like, a lot of people are doing, like, Instagram Lives and everything like that. Everybody's connecting with somebody because you can't do it physically, so you yeah. got to do it some other way. Yeah. Like, I know so many wrestlers or some sort of uh, celebrity in a sense just doing tons of Instagram lives like I know Leo Rush does a million of them well yeah he used to but anyways 
<laughs> All right, so with that, where can the people find you? You know, not just the Empire fans, but the podcast listeners. Where can they find you? Plug all the socials for them. Uh, I'm at Matthew Grant, first days of four. Uh, at Empire Tag Team. Uh, both of those handles you can find on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Empire. You can find four designs empire related that you can purchase and support your maybe, favorite tag team slash faction maybe more coming who knows uh, i'm at four kirk four all platforms i believe and then uh, oh also we are the current reigning defending he didn't bring his belt hpw tag team champions so um yeah i don't know we'll how be long. forever the tag team champions yeah suck it raunchy nuts <laughs> Um, and not just supporting us, like everybody else, so like everybody else is having issues because no, no wrestling because it's anywhere on pro wrestling tees order something. Yeah. Honestly, like any sort of like independent platform, like whether it's like IWTV, high spots network, pro wrestling tees, like anything you can do to kind of support the independent scene right now. And like to spread the word about guys, like I know, um, uh, some, there's some WWE talent. One in particular that comes to mind is Dolph Ziggler, who's been purchasing a bunch of independent wrestling talents stuff. Like little gestures like that, man, just go a long way. And like, uh, I'm not saying fucking be like Dolph Ziggler and purchase ten of my T-shirts, but <laughs> it's like, hey, man, like if you got that extra twenty-five dollars to throw it our way to get a sweet T-shirt, please support us, man. Like it's a fucking real tough time without professional wrestling. Yeah, we have jobs, but man, like. Uh, losing income like my fiance lost one of her incomes uh we, we've lost the income of professional wrestling so it's like it, it, it's a shitty time right now man it's a real shitty time uh doing our best to stay positive but like uh the, the little bit of support helps um somebody literally from la bought our shirt the other day and like i was fucking humbled man like that's the coolest thing alive yeah and it's not more like it's not so much about money wise it's just no like, it's not about that at all after all this going on like people don't have that much money but knowing that they're going to spend that much money on us it's like it's very yeah. like you said humbling and just like very appreciative i'll, I'll never get over the feeling of like um going out <laughs> into a crowd and seeing somebody in my t-shirt or seeing somebody um that buys my eight by ten or buys or, one of our new posters or yeah. fucking a pin or, or wants a picture with us or cheers us or brews us or anything like interacts that. with us in any form yeah. or fashion man like we've talked about it this almost past hour now like how much we love this business how much we love professional wrestling like this is all we've wanted to do since being fucking little kids so the fact that we get to have just that little impact on anybody in the world uh whether it be pro wrestling whether it be the real world it, it's it's honor it's honorable and it's an absolute pleasure i don't see a better note to wrap up on, on than that so gentlemen it has been my absolute pleasure to have you on the courage pro podcast and to join you <laughs> on the empire stream yeah I, I i we're like wcw wwe yeah except like nobody's streaming. going out of business no um although <laughs> if fucking josh tries to separate us again and tries to have us on separate podcasts, we may have to put courage out of business. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm well, that you told me I just set off on. I wanted you guys to be on the very first episode. He said, "Wait a little while." Well, I can I can see that. Like, make them want more, make them want it. 
That's a Steve Brown gimmick. Oh. Make him wait. Make him wait. <laughs> All right. All right, Dylan. Well, hey, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, any last words before we let go? Honestly, well, thank just, you for having us for sure. And thank you to everybody who's watching and listening. Like, again, uh, thank you for supporting independent wrestling. And hopefully, we see you guys back at the shows when everything's back and up and running again. Because, like, I genuinely can't wait to be in front of a crowd again to entertain you guys. And for anybody watching it that has their own podcast, like, after at least Matt interviewing or me being around when he's interviewing people uh, for however many years we're doing it, it's, it's interesting being on this side of it. Yeah. And, like, we've we've done a couple now, mm-hmm. uh, but, like, I I don't mind doing, like, even though I'm not one to talk, but, like, I don't mind yeah, anybody, doing podcasts. Genuinely, anybody who's up for, like, doing a podcast or, like, fucking wanting to do anything with us, like, we're, we're totally open to it. Our fucking Twitter handle's right there at the top of the screen. If you guys want to get in contact with us, it's super easy. Excellent, guys. Well, hell, thank you very much. Stay safe. All right, guys? Yeah, you too, man. Thank you so much. Okay, again, I would like to thank JT Kirk, Matthew Grant for coming on today. Uh, We had a little cross-promotion. Those of you who watched us live on YouTube, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Those of you who are tuning in now to get the audio portion, you rock like fraggles as well. So, folks, until next time, um, I guess next week will, of course, be Holden Albright. He'll be joining me on the line. We'll go over many, many items. If you have any questions for him, send them my way. Uh, We'll also hopefully be sitting down with Scott from PTBO Wrestling. Uh, He'll be coming on the show for the new show that is the Courage Pro Wrestling Faithful Show. So uh, be on the lookout for that as well. That is coming the first week of May. Until next time, my friends, stay safe, stay healthy, don't get mad, just get used to it, and stay fucking sick.